Hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's Sunday night. We're back again live with all of our friends both on Twitch and on YouTube. I got I got a good feeling about this one. I do too. I, I got a good feeling just because I know uh uh people are, are busy watching with the the, the spider-man trailer so like we can talk oh, about whatever yes. we, we could leak heaps of stuff and no one would know and no one would pay attention kevin yeah, feige is a... too busy trying to shoot tom holland or something uh, whoever leaked that stuff <laughs> now 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 tom holland is happy because for once this big spider-man leak wasn't his fault <laughs> it was ruffalo ruffalo did it. let's start that rumor right now <laughs> uh also thank you michelius for the uh subscription and everything okay. where is the trailer uh apparently it's everywhere and nowhere cosmic reject matt has seen it i haven't seen it yet i i will say that there is there is a link on a certain chat mm. app that people use that starts with a d so if you go to Sh our version of that you might see it Mord. yeah shmishmord I often forget we have a schmishmord because I am just so that's like one social media app too many. That's the same reason why I won't get schmickschmock and all the other ones. I'm like, no, no, I'm too old. My ass is falling out. These apps are for the young, not me. <laughs> Hell, we still do our uh, streaming and recording there on frickin' uh, what is it? Skype because, you know, we're that old. Yeah, it works. It works. It gets the job done. It's what we learned, and we're not going to change, Dagnabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I hear good things about the stream yards, but you got to pay money for that, and also yeah, we're I, very cheap. Yeah, I, I already I just paid for Streamlabs, so yeah. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and it's showing off too because everything looks great. Yeah. <laughs> It looks great. So, yeah, we're back again, Matt. We're here doing the show. Uh, big news week. Not quite as big as news week, but pretty close. So be sure to keep uh, your ears and eyes open for that. We're going to be talking about what we read this week. But as always, it's time to start uh, with a good old-fashioned segment. You love it. I love it. How was your week? Not too bad. Not too bad. I watched uh, two shows that I didn't have really any interest in watching, but they turned out to be quite fun. Uh, the first one was I watched uh, some of that Monsters at Work uh, show oh, on yes. Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, I've watched that too. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's good. It's not bad. Uh, it's a show that's it's, 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 it's aimed at children, but it's not really for children. It's for no. us. Us children. Very <laughs> like much People so. our age. <laughs> I, I do believe that's called, uh, what is it, All Ages Appeal, which is something <laughs> that I'm glad to see the Disney Corporation dipping their toes back into. Uh, yeah, I, I give the show all the credit in the world for actually getting around what I'm sure was a very uh, tough situation, and that is, shit, we can't pay John Goodman and Billy Crystal to be in every episode. What do we do? Ah, oh, we'll create new characters. Yeah, they'll only appear in, in certain episodes every now and then. They'll record all their lines in an afternoon smart smart very smart yeah, yeah fun show workplace comedy if any place was gonna be a workplace comedy i can understand why it's that show it also gives me hope for the zootopia show and the mm -hmm. princess and the frog show that they're also doing that hopefully they will be similar yeah i, I really hope so yeah i quite enjoyed it i like the new characters and yeah uh, getting to explore that world again it was fun yeah, there's a lot going on there. I, I will admit that, you know, it's very more laid back and casual if you're looking for, you know, uh, what is it, any sort of like, you know, like uh, emotional hooks there like they had with Boo in the first movie and everything. It's not really there. It's actually a lot closer to the sequel. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, which is fine. 
And again, you know, you don't have, what is it, your typical, uh, what is it, Pixar villain who starts out as a good, you know, helpful person, but then ultimately turns out to be a bad guy. They haven't done that yet, but it's still early. Yeah, it's still, they can still do that. Yeah, Fonzie is actually the bad guy. <laughs> again, Henry Winkler is in the show, everyone. He's quite yeah. good in it. He is. So is Kelly Marie Tran. Yes, she's in it too, and uh, what is it? Uh, Mindy Kaling is mm -hmm. also really good in it as well. Yeah, they got they got some good voices on that one. Uh, another Disney Plus thing that I'm sure you watched this week was, of course, the second episode of What If. Yeah, yeah. Wow, holy shit! We we talked about it last week, being like, oh, you know, this Captain Carter one, you know, it was a nice, you know, slow, easy one to get people acclimated to the idea of what if. I'm sure they'll get more complex and nuanced as they go on. And holy shit, did they? Yeah, this one, this one, like changed like everything. Like just that 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 one change of like, what if T'Challa was picked up instead of uh, Peter Quill, and it, it changes everything. It makes. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, first off, don't actually exist. It's just the Ravagers, and the Ravagers are their own superhero team. Yeah, where you get to see good guy Taserface and good guy Thanos. Yeah, oh, that was great. I love the, that, that running joke face. about how he, he keeps he wants to do that genocide. Wants to do that genocide. Oh, silly Thanos. Silly <laughs> Thanos and his genocide. <laughs> and I, I like the idea as well that had T'Challa met uh, Thanos earlier, he probably could have convinced him to not go ahead with his plan that's an interesting idea very like that itself is so like charismatic. a what if that itself is a what if yeah it, it's a very fun idea where they're like yo chachala is just so charismatic and such a born leader you could put him in anywhere in the universe and he would thrive mm-hmm mm -hmm. I freaking love that idea. I love Femme Fatale Nebula, who yeah. actually kind of ends up reconciling with her father a little bit near the end. Thanos, who actually fights his own Dark Order, which is super cool, and a universe where the Collector became the number one bad guy. I, I lo love that idea that ha if Thanos hadn't become like a galactic warlord, that like uh, the Collector would have thrived and become like a, a Chad. He'd become Ric Flair. Fair. He really is, woo, styling and profiling and limousine jet flying. <laughs> oh, he had it all, didn't he? He literally had it all. He had a collection yeah, yeah. of weapons and Easter eggs from other movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Also, Chadwick Boseman's last performance, and yeah, he was not phoning this one in. No, he wasn't. That He was absolutely fantastic. There was a great part in there as well where it felt like, like it was, it was part of the story beats in the episode, but it also felt like the actor's talking to one another and that was Very. that scene in, in the, the wakandan ship where um his father john candy is talking to him uh, about how his son is lost but they'll find him in this life or the next and i'm like oh that kind of feels like like a bit foreshadowing oh. there yeah yeah that one hits also too his dad t'chaka gets to live now because yeah. he went to space which means he probably never went to meet the rest of the world and because of that he gets to live yeah yeah it's crazy. This this episode I thought was so quintessentially the what if comic concept mm -hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, you you go for broken this. You do whatever the hell you want because it's a one and done story. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. And they do. And they even put a little extra little cherry on top where it's like, okay, well, what would have happened to Peter Quill in this world? Oh, he would have worked at the Dairy Queen from Guardians 2 and he would have met his dad, Kurt Russell, just later. Yeah, and that could possibly spell the end for the universe. I'd love if they picked that up in like season two or Same. something. 
I, I love Peter's choice of music too. He's listening to Flock of Seagulls, uh, Outer Space Love Song, which mm-hmm. is so fitting for him. Yeah. And also, uh, what is it? When people think of Flock of Seagulls, they think Anna I Ran, but Outer Space Love Song is actually probably their best song. <laughs> and you hear it so much because you actually heard that song in Spider Man Homecoming. Mm hmm. That was playing at the dance. I like that uh, this song is just like weirdly recurring throughout the Marvel Universe. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Uh, what If continues to be great. I think this is the one that if anyone had any reservations about what this one might be, this one's like, oh, okay, we're in. Yep, this is this is the good shit. Yeah, yeah. What's this week's episode? Is it uh, the Doctor Strange one? or I think. Yeah, because I heard people either say it was the Doctor Strange one or it was like... Uh fury's big week which is like the week of avengers where he goes and meets like iron man and thor and hulk and all that there there was a leak of episode titles but i know they're not up on wikipedia yet because i guess they're trying to keep a lot of them secret week Mm -hmm. to week yeah which is kind of smart yeah it is it is it's a nice surprise yeah it's like oh you don't even know what this is going to be this week it could be anything Mm mm-hmm we got Doctor Strange, we got zombies, we have a Thor-centric one by the look of it too. Yeah, there's one where Ultron wins, gets like the Infinity Stones. That will be very interesting. Actually, I think someone leaked some art to me they weren't supposed to of that one. I'm pretty sure I've seen that art as well. Oh, is it the one where he's a knight? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. So if you love medieval Ultron, there you go. Mm-hmm uh everyone's saying loki conquers earth is the next one okay yeah i think that's fury's big weak one right loki's been having a yeah i think that's like loki isn't like an asgardian or something right right man loki's been having a good go of it recently i wonder will this have any connective tissue with the loki show i have to imagine in the in there was a promo for the t'challa episode that the the start of the promo was like the tva and that the the branches and everything coming off and like one of the branches is like t'challa's star lord oh i missed that that's very cool though also jeffrey wright continuing to kill it as uh, a watch the watcher yeah i like that we're we're slowly like obviously we know where it's going but i like that it's slowly he's slowly realizing that okay i'm not just going to be a watcher i'm going to get involved in all of these gotta get involved in this shit i hope too if we ever end up seeing uh, a watch in the movies again and i'm sure we will i hope jeffrey wright does the voice again i have to imagine he will for some type of consistency because why else would you cast someone like that if you weren't going to yeah and he seems to like the role every every interview i've seen of him given for this what if he seems to really enjoy it yeah you get to basically be a god yeah what's not to love about it yeah so is that your week then yeah oh as uh Jaden was saying that the, the marvel's avengers black panther expansion oh, came yeah. out i uh, you played that i didn't i did i played it and it's, it's really good black panther is such it a good, good character very good for video games no doubt because he can basically do all the video game stuff he can run fight he can hack he can do all the stuff yeah and he gets some pretty sick costumes this, this i around. saw that you the get, skins you get look great. The Exiles uh, Black Panther with like the cowboy oh. hat and like uh, the one where he was, took place, uh, took uh, Daredevil's place. There's mm. like all these really great costumes. And like the villains of the game are really cool. There's Claw and Crossbones and they both nice. end up getting their comic book costumes in the end, which is fun. I mean, shit, guys, you kind of phoned it in to begin with, but it's nice to know you're not phoning it in now. Oh, they're going, going all in. They they completely redesigned the uh, user interface as well. 
Really? Like all the menus and everything has been completely redesigned and everything. Huh. I'd say I might want to check it back out, but then I'm reminded that I'd have to remember my Square Enix account information, and that's just one of the well, worst. If you log services. in on PlayStation, it should just you should just be able to log in. But I have it on the PC though, oh, my you copy. Should, should just be if it was on Steam, then it should just be able to log in. It was okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah. I can. Again, I only started PC gaming the last couple of years. I don't know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah it just should automatically log you in because you bought it on steam it did for mine that's good i uh i also kept up on my uh, hbo original series thing mm -hmm. this week i watched mayor of easton and now i started watching hacks which ironically features uh one of the same actresses oh nice it's good do, do you like stand-up comedy in vegas history do you like a character who is basically just a fictionalized joan rivers nice then you will like this because it is all cool. those things. Awesome. As, as, uh, Asif Syed helping us out there with a nice donation. Hey, guys, oh, how's nice. it going? Hope you guys are having a nice day. We are. We're having an even nicer day now because you got to join the show and hang out with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I guess with that, uh, if, we have no, if we have no old business, we can hop on to the new business, which is what, we, uh, what the news is for this week. Yes. All right, so starting things off here with a big piece of news. Oh, oh, this left, you know, reverberations throughout the comic book, you know, Twitter sphere and internet sphere, and then kind of died down, honestly, because people realized the sky wasn't actually falling as much as they thought it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, this story, of course, I'm referring to is Jonathan Hickman is going to be departing X-Men at the end of Inferno, which is the next big X-Men event that he is going to be writing. And people were kind of scared and horrified about this because they're like, oh, no, if he's not steering the X-Men ship anymore, what can that possibly mean? Only for him to come out in interviews and be like, well, actually, I was only really going to do X-Men for three years anyway. Uh, I had it planned out as like this three-arc story. Everyone's actually having a ton of fun playing in the first arc right now, and it's already grown so much bigger than what I had in mind mm -hmm. for any of it. So, yeah, I think it's in good hands. I'm going to do Inferno. He's still not leaving Marvel. That's that's another thing. He Yes, he has Substack projects coming up, but unlike the other guys, he is still actually going to continue to be writing for Marvel. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed he's uh, finishing up on the X-Men thing, especially since like right. where we are right now, it doesn't feel like it's coming towards an end. Like, it no, feels like, it really feels like middle of, like, the first act still, kind of. It, it really does. And, again, he mentioned that in the interview, that when he planned it out, it was supposed to be, like, a three-part story. He even envisioned it more as, like, a giant-sized X-Men, which, ironically, he ended up writing anyway. Mm -hmm. He considered it Hawks and Pox was part one. I don't know what he thought part two is. If, I guess like, X of Swords and, like, the I, Hellfire Gala and... I, I guess where it's like you know i that i thought that was the end of chapter one then they yeah. steal mars and it's like oh well that's definitely the end of chapter one but then it's like no maybe not but now we're coming to inferno which i guess is his third yeah i i i guess so and i i guess like all, like all the other writers are still going to continue on with yeah. this sort of stuff so we get like teeny howard who's kind of been like his like second in command basically mm. throughout this whole thing um, so I imagine she might end up like becoming head of X or like right. in a more like uh, uh, active role, active role as like a, a, a leader in this. Yeah. 
they also said it's not like they went off, you know, Hickman's book or Hickman's idea for this. I'm hoping that, you know, he kicked all of this, you know, Krakoa era stuff off. He had the beginning and I hope he had the end. And he's like, okay, you guys figure out the middle. Cause I mean, yeah, he, he's not doing the main X-Men book anymore. Duggan's doing that and doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job. Yep. All the other books are really solid. So it's not like Krakoa or any of this other stuff is going away anytime soon. They're just, they're just going to keep riding this story. Cause why stop? It's all wildly successful and critically acclaimed. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, the minute he go, he stops. He's n- none of this is just going to get reverted back to normal, like no. what X Men was before. This is going to continue on for a couple more years at least, because no, yeah, gonna... as you said, it's wildly successful. All the books like have so many people reading them. There are so many, and there are so many X Men books. Yet, like, there's a consistent number of people reading them all. Indeed. Again, this is this is everything Akira Yoshida wanted it to be when he took over, where he's like, yeah, we want this to, you know, we want the X-Men to go back to their 90s heyday. And in terms of units sold and critical acclaim, I think we're there. Yeah, yeah. They are finishing Hickman's plan, Tevya. He's just finishing up that plan. Yeah, he only was on for three years. It's like, okay, time for you guys to do it, which in and of itself is kind of cool and kind of heartwarming where it's like, all right, you know, I started this. I rebooted what was at the time a sagging brand. I brought other people in, made them part of this universe, show run it, and now now I'm free to go and you can all continue to steer the ship that I've righted. Yeah, yeah. Which I like, and, you know, that's good. You know, Hickman, I I think, you know, for all the amazing things he's done, I think a title that, you know, he will wear forever is really the ultimate fixer. Like, ah, Avengers was in a bad place. I'll, you know, light a fire in them. Fantastic Four was kind of boring. I'll light a fire under them. X-Men, oh, God, we ruined (laughs) X-Men for so many years. What do we do? I know what we'll do. Yeah, that begs the question, uh, what will he do next? Because he's staying at Marvel. Yes, so what 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 what's he gonna fix next? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What's uh, what's the I, place he goes? I was gonna say like Eternals, but Kieran Gillen's doing such a good job on that book. From what I understand, yeah, uh, the magic universe maybe because yeah. feels yeah, like kind... Marvel never knows what they're doing with that. Yeah, every week it's something different. Yeah, but I feel like maybe uh, Last Annihilation might be dealing with that now with Al Ewing and stuff. True, Dormammu. I mean, it's very clear that Hickman liked uh, Doctor Strange and everything. Mm-hmm. I'd like a Hickman Doctor Strange book. Oh yeah. I mean, they are going to be killing Doctor Strange in the next few months. Maybe he writes the big return. Yeah. Inhumans, Jaden? Yeah, definitely. Yes, please. Yes, yeah, we've got to get the Inhumans there. You know, there's more blood to get from that stone. Yeah, I'd like to see him go back to Avengers for a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would be quite the hat trick, no doubt about it. Though I, I think he strikes me as the sort of guy who's always like, no, new, I need to be doing new stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man? spider-man eh, i mean they got all that beyond stuff uh maybe captain britain he clearly seems yeah. to love the captain yes. britain core making them such a big part of everything yes he, he is british too isn't he hickman i didn't imagine that i think so i'm not too sure i just assumed he was i could be i don't think i've ever actually hear him speak neither have i <laughs> Which is something you can really only do in, uh, what is it? Something you can only really do in the comic book industry. Yeah. <laughs> is just uh, not hear them speak for long periods of time. No, I only know them from their writings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the thing. 
Uh, all right, then. So there's your Hickman news, everyone. The sky isn't falling. It's going to get a little weird, maybe, but I don't think the sky is falling. I think the X-Men mm. books are in good hands. Yeah. I know it's always hard to say goodbye, especially when it felt like there was so much more to be done. Yeah, I, again, that, that that's the feeling I have. It's like, but there's, it feels like you just finished Act 2. Like, more, please, more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, I guess we can move on to our next story then. Uh, DC, now this is this is huge. I was not expecting this when I woke up. DC is going to be teaming with Webtoons to create a series of brand new web comics. Mm-hmm. Also, the chat is saying apparently he is American. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answers that. Then. But he has no. a British accent. What? <laughs> Yeah, and a top hat and a monocle. Is Ewing British? Am I thinking of Ewing? Is he a British guy? Is that why I'm confused? God, I'm so confused. Help me. The Simers is kicking in. I don't know what I'm doing. But, yeah, so DC announced this week, again, in a pretty huge, shocking turn that they are going to be partnering with Webtoons. Now, before we started, Matt, you admitted to me that you weren't really sure what Webtoons was. No, I said it uh, I, I said it was – it sounds very similar to, like, that whole uh, Control-Alt-Delete, like, webcomic uh, sort of thing. It, it is webcomics. It is a whole website devoted to webcomics. In fact, I will tell a very, very true story. You know, maybe you saw me talk about this on Twitter. Maybe you didn't. Oh, uh, Kali there helping us out again. My top book, Supergirl, Nightwing, Guardians of the Galaxy, and X-Men. Uh, yeah, so, solid choices. We'll definitely be getting to those when we talk about what we read this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Webtoons. Yes, they are a place devoted to, uh, what is it, webcomics. I actually found out many of the people who work at DC and Marvel have their own webtoon deal that you can put it up and everything. Uh, I I was actually there when the website started. I remember that uh, they actually tried courting me and a number of other YouTubers at the time. And my general consensus was when I looked at the website, huh, this looks really anime-ish. This, uh... I don't, I don't think my audience would like this. I think they would riot against me if I ever tried to cover any of this. So I didn't. And again, it's not just anime, but a very certain particular genre of anime. I'm looking at their website right now, and some of their top titles are My Gently Raised Beast, uh, The Newlyweds Diary of a Witch and Dragon, uh, Oh, My Younger Brother's Boyfriend. So a lot of romance, a lot of slice of life. Yes, they have a superhero heading too, but even their superhero stuff has a lot more of like an anime-ish kind of bent to it. I feel like I might have seen, a pro- I mean, probably not because it's webtoons, but like, I feel like I've seen like some of these on like Comixology. Probably, yeah, because again, because they ended up actually getting pretty big fun story too so i totally blew webtoon off when i'm like yeah my audience is not going to enjoy any of this this isn't gonna be around web comics this isn't gonna make it well they made me eat my words several times over one because of this teaming with dc news but also uh, there there was a comic convention event that they uh, invited me to. I didn't know they were running it, and they like basically rolled out the red carpet and shoved a bunch of swag in my face, and I knew I hadn't been reading their email. <laughs> and I felt like such a such a fucking dickhead about the whole thing. But it's so it's so funny that now again, ate my words. They become a big thing with DC now, which makes a lot of sense because you know what's what's a conversation we're always having in the world of superhero comics matt how can we get them to you know more people and different audiences yeah 
because guys like you and me are not going to be able to hold up the whole industry. We just can't, and we haven't for a long time. No, not at all. So they need to get new people, and I guess Webtoons is working as a distribution means because, yeah, people are reading these and checking them out in pretty huge numbers, so much to the point that people like uh, Danny Lore and everything do their regular comic stuff but also have uh what is it have work here on webtoons as well it's it's a very interesting partnership yeah it is very very interesting partnership i i think the idea is is that they haven't given them the whole catalog but they've given them a couple characters to work with Mm -hmm. oh uh what is it uh our chat they're saying box lunch has actually been carrying webtoon stuff really i didn't know that okay I do, uh, I do know Box Lunch, though. They're yeah. like a really cool apparel site and everything. So, again, apparently they've been way bigger than I gave them any credit for. <laughs> yeah, well, They've been building up in things we don't usually cover and everything. And yeah, Which, which again, I guess means it's working and moving yeah. forward. If you want to help diversify the whole thing and, you know, get more eyes on it, that's that's the way to go. I think the deal is, is that they're only allowing them to work with a couple of characters, so they're not getting the whole... Uh, what is it, the whole of the DC Pantheon to work with, just some of them. So I'm yeah. probably going to guess Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah, all, all the all the usual Justice League, stuff like that, yeah. To start with and see where it goes. Uh, I wonder, will the art be, you know, more traditional comic book artwork that we are familiar with here in North America, or will they try and court that more anime, manga-centric, uh, you know, audience? Well, like, DC have been doing, like, a couple of different, like, anime sort of books like they did one recently about i don't know superman trying to find like the best food in japan or something i i I don't know i just saw like some art of like superman flying around japan eating like rice bowls and stuff get that tonkatsu sandwich with the crust cut off (laughs) get it the vending machines Yeah, that's uh, that's. I mean, hell, even uh, what is it? That Red Hood Future State book that mm-hmm. was black and white and everything, and very Akira inspired. Yeah, yeah. The chat also mentioning too, My Hero Academia. Uh, yeah, I can only imagine DC and Marvel look at the success of My Hero Academia and kick themselves and go like, "What the fuck do you mean? One of the biggest superhero things in the world right now is something we don't own." <laughs> Yeah, I can only imagine that probably pisses them off to some degree. Yeah, I'm. Su- you know, I am actually surprised there hasn't been like some like official crossover, like in a crossover anime with like DC and like My Hero Academia. Jaden too, the creator of Afro Samurai, does cover out for Marvel. Really, I did not cool. know that. Wow, I didn't I, know that. I yeah, like Afro Samurai. And when I say I like Afro Samurai, I mean I like uh, the video game they made the one season television show which is like five episodes and then like the second season which is like a movie that they also cut into episodes yeah (laughs) again it is you want to talk about style over substance that is all style over substance but when the (laughs) style is that good it becomes the substance (laughs) but yeah so this was an unexpected piece of news here i guess i guess when this comes out we'll have to look at some of the books from this one won't we yeah i'll give it a, tr- a try I'm, I'm actually i might actually like go and have a look through like later on tonight have a look through some of their stuff and just see what they go because i was looking at it just before and they they do already have like some uh comic book uh writers and artists like fabian yeah. uh the and everything already doing yes. stuff for them yeah, maybe maybe this is just how the future of comics look here in comic distribution. DC especially seems to be rolling the dice 
when it comes to, you know, these crazier out there ideas for getting comics in front of more people, be it that Walmart thing they did. Yeah, it didn't totally work out. They kind of buried the comics, but, you know, it was an idea. The stuff they're doing now with the DC Universe app even coming out with like some really fun original comics that people are super interested, like mm -hmm. uh, the new Milestone stuff and even that uh, new Harley Quinn book that is connected to the show. Yep. And now this here with Webtoon. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you got to credit where credit is due for DC. They're experimenting. Yeah, good on them. Yeah, they're experimenting with it. You know, they're they're trying new things. And that's what you got to do because, you know, the way we've been doing it, the brick-and-mortar uh, model for comic books, it just hasn't been working. It also makes me wonder that because all these deals are happening now, I wonder if maybe this was something that uh, – diamond was preventing them from doing yeah yeah because these all, all these deals are starting to happen now after they left diamond it's true uh thank you uh pat senior for the uh cheers there was appreciate yeah matt you might be on to something and that one you're right because before you know when uh diamond had been such a chokehold for so long there now they don't need to follow their rules and now they can do their own things i don't know what a diamond contract looked like but i wouldn't be shocked if it had a little amendum there being like oh and you can't distribute through anyone but us even digital even for like weird experimental shit yeah yeah so there you go also walmart apparently sells comics in the trading card section hey kt those are two of my favorite things <laughs> yeah so when you're taking bundles and bundles of pokemon cards you can oh, pick up the latest yes. batman issue <laughs> you saw that too right that thing that you know bandits apparently mastered the art of scissors for stealing you know valuable <laughs> cards <laughs> just caught them off just caught them off <laughs> that's funny okay so nr fan is actually a webtoon reader there themselves uh series i hope the dc stuff is successful well that's good yeah i thank you chat for answering that question that is how many of you actually do read webtoon stuff and if so what do you think of it yeah would it be worth us talking about it on our channels for real I mean, I'm like a couple years past that uh, ship, but still, I think uh, I think one comic book YouTuber, uh, that Sea Monster, who uh, you know we worked with and mm -hmm. collaborated with a bunch back when I worked at the Weekly Pull, and I think she really got in on the ground floor of that because you know she did like you know more of the cosplay anime aesthetic stuff there, so yeah. you know that was really good for her and everything. Yeah, I know I I know I saw her shelling for a lot. I actually I'm actually pretty sure. What is it that I got a goddamn lanyard with their logo on it somewhere? <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be worth a fortune now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a fortune. Now. Who wants my webtoon lanyard? And like maybe a maybe a canvas bag. I'm not sure. They threw a lot of stuff at me there, and I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, again, that's totally like you know the kind of startup company energy where I'm like, oh yeah, you're all full of it now and everything, but we'll wait and see if you're here in a couple years. And they were. Uh, oh yeah, Super Eye Patch Wolf. There's another guy I know about. Yeah, see, that's the sort of stuff that makes more sense for them, and I'm not surprised that they cover it. But I mean, hey, people want to see us roll the dice on it. Maybe, maybe Matt and I'll take a look at something uh, by a more traditional comic book writer. That'll be that'll be our way to get our toes wet. They have not said. I think this is just this, they were just announcing the partnership. They were so excited. They just really, really wanted us all to know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Someone there saying, you know, uh, used Webtoon to read a series called Orange Marmalade Legal. Yeah, that's another thing. It's a web, you know, uh, you know, Webtoon, webcomic thing where it's all perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. 
which I mean, people enjoying comics legally, that's good. I don't really know how Webtoon writers and artists get paid because it looks like it's just free, but I guess they do because they keep doing it. Maybe it's like an AdSense thing where it's like clicks. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. That could be something. Does that mean we could like, we could like uh, show them on like the streams and stuff or like, how does that work? Yes, actually. Yes, I think you can. I think that's oh, what awesome. Sea Monster does. Oh, awesome. Because, yeah, I was, it just got me, like, thinking. It's like, oh, well, they're like webtoons. I could, like, do, like, a stream about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're onto something. Okay, they do make ad money, says Mitchus. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, a free thing where people still make enough money to keep doing it and be creative and reach a wide audience to everything. Maybe, maybe webtoons really is the future. <laughs> Uh, also saying that they offered a bunch of stuff for free comic book day. Yeah. Free comic book day. I do. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but they came up with a bunch of new books and I'm just like, yeah, you didn't really shell for a lot of these. So I don't think they're important. So I didn't end up reading any. Yeah. I read the Batman one. Um, uh, I've got like the, the Avengers one and the Spider-Man one, but I haven't read them yet. It just didn't feel the same, you know, free comic book day was supposed to get people into brick and mortar stores and it's still not really safe to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Michelle's saying that they sell, uh, what is it, trades, too. Okay, that's interesting. You can read it there for free, do the ad revenue thing, and then if you really like, you can buy a physical copy. That's cool, yeah. That's probably also where they make a lot of their money. That's very interesting. That's definitely doing it differently. Yeah. Huh, that's kind of cool. All right, moving on from there, we got some Eternals news. They had the final trailer of the Eternals that came out this week, and it asked the question that every pedantic fan was asking, and that is, of course, you know, if the Eternals are so cool, is so great, why why didn't they help when Thanos was there? Why didn't they help for any of the wars? And I love that dialogue in the movie. <laughs> like, the writers already knew people were going to be asking that question. And I love that the question is, yeah, not our job. I love that. That is so simple. It's not some overly complicated. Yeah. Oh, we were stuck in the fucking Wendy's drive-through, or you know, <laughs> something like that. You know, for five hundred years. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's not our job. <laughs> yeah, it's not our job. We were only put here by the Celestials to fight deviants. That's our whole job. That's our whole thing. It's very, again, it's very, you know, arbitrary rules that, like, the Immortals and Highlander have to deal with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I like that for stories about Immortals because you will be asking those questions, so it's a good thing to saddle them with some really fucking arbitrary rules. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, this movie is all going to be about them fighting that and being like, well, maybe we shouldn't follow these stupid arbitrary rules. Maybe now the year of our Lord 2021 is when we finally get to be heroes. Yeah, well, I, I think it might follow a same vein as the recent Kieran Gillen run where they all they, they find out that the Celestials are all dead, long dead. So, like, what do they do now? Like, their sure. their whole deal is to protect the Celestials. So with them dead, like, what do they do with their hands? yeah (laughs) now is the time to self-determine and make our own choices we do see a celestial in the trailer but that could very well be a flashback we're not sure yeah and they look great they do they look really great man to think they set those up in guardians of the galaxy and then you know we kept seeing little you know tastes of them here and there and now they're here and look great yeah the whole movie looks fantastic chloe chloe zhao does such a good job with like filming stuff like a lot of that apparently is filmed without actually any like lighting kits or anything it's all natural lighting and everything yeah i know people were complaining was like why isn't it as bright or you know i'm like no they're doing an artistic thing yeah 
They're actually doing a thing here. And yeah, like you said, this kind of looks to be going for that like Black Panther-y sort of, hey, we're doing a superhero movie, but it's also kind of an art house deal too. Because mm-hmm. we're fucking Marvel and we can do anything and we make a hundred of these movies a year. So yeah, we'll do a Kung Fu one and an art house movie all in the same year. Yeah, and we'll get it directed by someone who just won an Oscar. Also that, that certainly helps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this looks pretty solid. I think this is the trailer that if you weren't sold before, this should be the one that does it. Oh yeah, that first trailer, like a lot of people were left confused about what, what the whole deal is with this. But yeah, this one kind of puts all that to bed. Yeah, this one actually explains some stuff in case you don't know who the fuck the Eternals are, which is most people. Yeah. <laughs> and also too, you know, getting to see Black Knight essentially as the audience avatar and the ride along being like, well, why didn't you do that? Well, why do Eternals do this? Well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get lots of questions answered, I imagine, in the film about who they are and what differentiates them from, I guess, the Avengers and X-Men yeah, and yeah. all those people. I will admit, I wasn't sure about Eternals, but then again, I wasn't sure about Guardians either, and that became the biggest goddamn thing ever, so there's no say that this wouldn't also be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. I just like it. We have a fucking Eternals film. I, ne- I know. never never thought like you get ah, these weird fucking Jack Kirby things. You know, For they're real. getting a movie. <laughs> If you went back in time in 2008 when, like, the first Iron Man movie was coming out and you told me, yo, in 2021, there's going to be an Eternals movie, I'd be like, fuck off, 2021, we're never (laughs) going to get that. And it's after the Shang-Chi film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it comes after that. I'd be like, oh, really? Really? You mean they skipped Moon Knight and everyone else and went right to here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and Moon Knight's coming out a little later on. He's got a TV show. Coming out after Hawkeye, yeah. (laughs) Hawkeye TV show? Wait, what? Come back, future me. What are the lottery numbers? (laughs) The Captain Coon again helping us out. Well, you see, that's over there, and over there has to deal with itself. The Eternals. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Which, again, I like they build that out, too, by being like, well, how much of a serious threat are these deviants you're fighting? Oh, they're pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty horrifying as they should be. Yeah, the the the, the deviants in that look pretty cool. I like. I think. I think the uh the first one they fight on that beach with that little kid there watching Icarus fight. I think that's actually from the Kieran Gillen run. Because there's a, oh. there's a whole there's a whole deal with uh, this kid like waiting for an Eternal to turn up to deal with a uh, a deviant. I'm sure, too, the movie will touch on the things that the comics love to touch on, and that is, hey, you know, uh, Cersei and Icarus and everything else, we have the names of ancient gods because, well, that was just us wearing different hats, and the Deviants, those are minotaurs and hydras and krakens and all those other horrible monsters from mythology that we've been protecting you from. Yeah, oh, absolutely, he's going to do that. Absolutely. So, So, again, it's a lot like Highlander. Yeah. Which I'm fine with that. I'm fine with superhero Highlander. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's your Eternals news there, everyone. Get get ready for it. Get hyped. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I, I'm hyped for it now. Uh, now, our next piece of news here involves another new Marvel series coming down the pipeline. It's going to be a new solo miniseries starring everyone's favorite ever-loving blue-eyed thing, and they got a novelist attached to this one. Walter Mosley is going to be writing it. Yeah. Now, isn't it funny when it's like, hey, there's a new Fantastic Four series. I'm like, meh, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. But when there's a new Thing book, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. I got <laughs> Hell <read> yeah. <laughs> why, why is it I love the Thing more than I love the team that he's on? Uh, he's, he's like the, and the soul of the team. He's, you know, I guess so. Yeah, he's lovable. <laughs> 
he's just so much fun is what he is. And you can put him in any situation and it instantly gets cooler slash funnier if he's in it. Yeah. Maybe that's why. And uh, I mean, yeah, if there's any, you know, new comic book writer who wanted to take a swing at it, you know, why not the thing? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a fun character. Yeah, I'm sure there's like a lot you can do with the character. Um, that hasn't been done yet because has he had a solo series before he's always yes, had like dan team ups haven't it hasn't he yeah dan slot had a solo series from, i think he's had like a few like very short mini series okay because again because everyone just loves the thing that much yeah and the cover is pretty solid too he's coming right at you <laughs> everyone watch out he's coming right at you. uh the chat mentoring it's uh clobbering time there I know you don't follow wrestling as closely as I do, Matt, but uh, over the weekend, CM Punk returned to wrestling after, uh, what is it, a seven-year hiatus. People never thought he would wrestle again, and his catchphrase, which wasn't his, was literally clobbering time. <laughs> That's cool. That he just used independently, and I'm like, ooh, is he going to be allowed to keep using that? And it's like, it, not really, because AEW is part of, like, the TNT uh, Turner Network, which itself is owned by DC and Warner Brothers. So, no, he probably can't <laughs> say it anymore. <laughs> and he didn't say it. I thought that was interesting, because I know, uh, what is it? Uh, all the AEW wrestlers are like, oh, look, they gave us new Space Jam shirts. And like, oh, look, we got to see an early press screening for Suicide Squad. <laughs> And I'm like, ah, so no clobber in time, huh? Unfortunate. No. Well, who's um, who's like the the equivalent at DC, and what's their catchphrase? Yeah, really. Well, no, it's weird because like, uh, what is it in WWE? Same deal. Roman Reigns, one of his finishing moves was literally the Superman punch, mm -hmm. and they never got them in trouble for that. But well, I think that's like an actual like that's an actual move name like it's not like right. he's not like coined it the superman punch i think it's actually called that like the the actual technique <laughs> but there's only one superman <laughs> also it's a very unimpressive punch if you've ever seen it's just uh, yeah just a yeah jump yeah it's it's um just yeah very simple punch <laughs> if it was a real superman punch it would come flying at you <laughs> would be a spear and a punch <laughs> but i'm off topic yeah th thing looks fun i'll definitely check this out i am a sucker for the thing yeah uh now next up here we have some daredevil news some potentially huge daredevil news as well that i feel got uh drowned out on top of everything else uh chip zadarsky announced that his run would be concluding as of issue 36 mm -hmm. that's uh that's that's pretty good run 36 yeah. issues plus a couple of annuals yeah, not bad at all. Uh, they also implied that it was going to conclude with a big old wedding issue because obviously that's what Elektra has been working towards this whole time. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, only by our union, Matt, you and I, can we defeat the hand forever. Yeah. Uh, now, what is interesting about this is like, well, 36 issues, you know, that's still fairly early to leave a book that, you know, is like one of the hottest, most critically acclaimed things right now. But a lot of people think it's not the end because, uh, what is it, August 30th is going to be a big Daredevil anniversary. I'm not sure if it's like 30th or 40th or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a big anniversary, and apparently Zdarsky has something to announce around that time. Ooh, interesting. Although, is it, saying that no one's Zdarsky, it's something completely unrelated. True. <laughs> True. He, he's he, going to Webtoons. <laughs> yeah, really. He does know how to play the game. He does know how to fuck <laughs> with people in the best, most loving way. So potentially... 
that is something that could happen. Uh, I, I, I'm going to put some money on it now. I'm going to guess is that, you know, it's going to be Matt and Electra married and the book is going to re-debut from number one as Daredevils. Yeah, I could see that. Or Daredevil and Electra or something. Or, there you go. Daredevil and Electra, something like that. Because again, uh, what is it? Zadarsky also spoke of his run in terms of chapters. And he mm -hmm. said like, oh, if you think the first chapter was amazing, wait till you see the next two. Ooh. Which seek to imply to me that he ain't done yet. No. I don't, I, yeah, I think like, cause I think Marvel has seen like how successful his run is. So I think they'll, uh, they'll um, allow him to keep, keep continuing i've got to catch up on it i i dropped off at around issue 22 so i've only got a right. couple of issues to catch up on yeah it's, i uh, thought it's for some i just looked that up and i'm like how where did i drop off issue 21 really what the fuck is <laughs> good it's real good yeah well i've been following it from like what you've been saying and just following what like twitter has been talking about it and yet yeah, it's been pretty good so far i'd also hate to be the person who had to come in and fill shoes on this yeah. one too yeah which again, I know Daredevil, as I've mentioned before, is one of the greatest successions of writers and artists for any comic book character. But every everyone hates being the new kid. Yeah, yeah. Hey, H I'll... Hickman's Daredevil. <laughs> oh fuck! Also, thank you, True Believer, for the uh, for the kind words there. Yeah, what the fuck would Hickman's Daredevil been like? Space. Space. <laughs> it's the only place he hasn't gone yet. Daredevil versus Mephisto, the actual devil. Yeah. <laughs> that could be an angle he could take it yeah yeah i don't, so, I, yeah. I don't know what, what, what like hickman's hickman's daredevil i, I don't know <laughs> again he loves his cosmic he loves these big huge ideas blowing stuff up but so much of what makes daredevil fun is because he is this smaller scale character yeah that's the thing yeah so first things first we out his identity but everyone does that yeah well for now we're going to give back his sight well that's been done before <laughs> damn it <laughs> what has been well we're going to make his imaginary brother real no we did that too Shit. <laughs> yeah we only just did that a couple of issues ago <laughs> so everyone in the world goes blind and daredevil <laughs> has to help and he's them. the only one who can see <laughs> yeah how about that that's actually pretty cool everyone in new york or in hell's kitchen like somehow just he, goes blind <laughs> oh and he has to teach them so he has to become the new stick and teach them how to like use their abilities yeah also cosmic reject wasn't there a cosmic daredevil yeah i guess there was for war of realms he got yeah. to be heimdall for a minute yeah that was cool and he got to see everything yeah holy shit yeah that was really cool and that kind of went nowhere <laughs> It did. He got a big sword. They said that him and Heimdall were going to go on an adventure, but we never got to see that yeah. adventure. We didn't get to see a lot of things that War of Realms told us. <laughs> it's true. Punisher got to go to the Nine Realms, and he got to shoot like goblins and shit. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, uh, Syed got a good one there. Daredevil changes religion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm an atheist now. <laughs> <laughs> he joined Scientology. <laughs> oh my god that would actually be really fucking great but he's like going undercover in scientology <laughs> to try and bring not quite tom cruise down <laughs> he's got to fight goddamn uh john travolta <laughs> oh he's the final boss oh my god oh my god did it when you're on my plane that i'm flat oh my god let's have a fight on top of my big plane <laughs> he likes planes i don't know if you knew that but he does i know <laughs> <laughs> parks it in his freaking driveway that's how much he loves planes <laughs> that's what he does 
Uh, someone said Daredevil in Hell. I feel like that. I don't think that has been done, but I feel like it has to have been done. At some uh, yeah, point. that's they... like that's like a no-brainer. Oh, the devil goes to hell, you know? Yeah, because they did like uh, what is it? Freaking uh, Wolverine in Hell. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Cosmic Re. Jewish Daredevil with ninja stars. Yep, that's how you go. Jewish stars. <laughs> I'm not Daredevil anymore. I'm the Hebrew Hammer now. <laughs> now is that oh. disrespectful to use the Star of David as as a as like a as ninja striking? <laughs> I don't know, Jewish fans, and I know you're out there. Please tell us: is that disrespectful or not? Is that sacrilegious? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you could hit someone with a crucifix, but you know, it's just not good. Yeah. What, what do you mean the crucifix isn't a sword I can swing around? <laughs> Friggin' religion, I tell ya. Alright, so there was all the news for this week, everyone. Not a ton of stuff going on, but some of the stuff uh, is definitely gonna have some major reverberations. Yeah, some pretty good stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, from, you know, the last two weeks there, just when I thought, like, oh, well, you know, things are gonna calm down for a bit, they didn't. Uh, yeah, I think it's just gonna keep getting more and more. It's, it's funny as well, because, like, all these things got announced just, like, on Twitter and, like, and like through, like, the usual, like, outlets, whereas, like, I think, like, two weeks before, we had, like, San Diego Comic-Con, or well, well, had San Diego Comic-Con, and, like, barely anything got announced there. Yeah, let this be the ultimate reminder that, you know, the conventions so do not serve the purposes that they once did. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't need them. We don't need them in the time where Twitter and the TikToks mm -hmm. and everything exist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think they're needed anymore is what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is fine because it means, you know, you don't have that fear of missing out and feeling like you have to go to these big trade shows if you want to be the first to know. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Though I guess I do have uh, like a pang of old man pain there. It's like, well, back in my day. <laughs> we had to go and sit in line for 10 hours. Uh, uphill both ways. <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, all right, then I guess we can talk about what we read this week. Where where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, let me grab my list. Um, what do we have this week? We had, oh, we had uh, Superman and the Authority issue two indeed we did a jam-packed issue i assumed every issue was going to focus on a different member of the team like it did manchester black but this one definitely uh what is it went for broke and you know basically introducing every other member of the team yeah. minus omac yeah well there's only there's only, there's only four issues so i could see why really? they why That's they true. did this yeah well it, it, it's going to be continuing in like action comics and right. all those other books as well this is set up yeah yeah um but you know i like that this issue was like an end anthology book very where, where we get to see yeah the recruitment drive where we see like natasha ryan's fighting like literal trolls like internet mm -hmm. trolls and edgelord and, don't forget that <laughs> oh, that's such a grant morrison thing ah oh, the internet has like come alive with femtotech and it's like it's like a baby but it's picked up on like all the worst takes on twitter and like developed yep. like a terrible terrible personality <laughs> And that Natasha is sympathetic for like, oh, you poor AI, you learned how to interact with people by learning from us, and we are terrible, shitty role models. That's, I'm sorry. That's like such like uh like a Superman thing to do as well. Very like not 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 like beating up the 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 enemy, just like standing there and talking it and trying to understand it and everything. Yeah, really. 
Uh, also, like, totally a real thing. I get the feeling Morrison read the same thing that I read about that uh, Twitter AI bot that, yeah. like, in 24 hours that the internet made racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great. I like that there was, like, robots wandering around and going, like, hot singles in your area. In and... your area. <laughs> it was, like, so fucking funny. <laughs> Man, which I imagine that's probably so close to what the real robot apocalypse is going to be. We're all going to die, but it's going to be really annoying before we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want cryptocurrency? Grow your <laughs> penis 10 inches with pills. <laughs> kill, kill, never stop. <laughs> That's what I feel like it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a lot of fun. Man, Natasha Irons having a great week this week between that comic and the finale of the Superman show. Yeah, she's going to be a series regular in season two. Yeah, crazy. Uh, that was good. Then we, of course, meet uh, Midnighter and Apollo who are having what is it like a couple's argument a couple's argument yeah while dealing with like uh kidnapped psychic children that have been butchered and turned into a giant uh mm. like pro wrestler frankenstein monster this is the most it, like like midnighter and apollo thing to deal with it's very classic authority and i like uh manchester black's like ah, oh, you know when i put together my own elite these guys were actually my inspiration i'm like oh interesting he's inspired by the justice league that was a take on the justice league yeah it makes sense as well like the edgy justice league yeah <laughs> yeah that that all tracks that all kind of makes sense and everything and also i love that this is like i don't know if it's the first time canonically that apollo is meeting superman but they sure treat it like it is yeah well i, I don't think it is but like yeah it's it's more or less the first meeting of them which i like a lot because you know superman is losing his powers he needs to put faith in the next generation here's a guy who you know basically worships the ground you walk on and modeled everything about him on you yeah yeah i, I like their meeting as as well it's it's very just uh kind of low-key they just like shake hands but like okay we're on the team now yeah we're on a cool different sort of team uh the last one they pick up is enchantress and uh apparently a lot is going on with enchantress <laughs> what's not going on she's fucking going through some fucking weirdo fucking yeah shutter island berserk hell world <laughs> yeah oh no my boyfriend is a satanist and is sacrificing me to demons and having an affair with my alternate personality no wait i'm actually in a mental asylum no wait i'm actually in hell and i lost a baby what <laughs> and the 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 guy doing all this is like a giant head yeah dismore which is a very <laughs> creepy design yeah it's great yeah I love it too, you know, when she's at her absolute lowest, Superman just shows up like, hey, wanted you for our team, even if this is hell, we're literally going to go to hell and back to get you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save you. <laughs> yeah. Fun to see her there too, because, you know, June Moon had enjoyed a small little push thanks to being in that first Suicide Squad movie, and then it all fell off. Yeah, yeah, she hasn't really appeared in anything. Like, I think, literally, like, the last thing I remember seeing her in was that Justice League versus Suicide Squad oh yeah yeah that's right that was the last big thing she i didn't read that whole suicide squad run afterwards yeah i i didn't either i i don't know whether she was in it or not but yeah i haven't seen her since <laughs> yeah so it's good that you know morrison picked her we are two of all the magical characters that uh you know morrison could have picked enchantress was the one is it though because they they really seem like that's the type of character that they would choose because it's like Sigil i'm gonna choose like i could choose like you know cersei or like Jason some or like Blood. or like zatanna no i'm gonna choose uh enchantress because it's fucking weird and i can yeah, do all this weird, weird shit with it 
True, because they're weird and fucked up, and there's probably less mandates attached to Enchantress mm-hmm. than there would be for Zatanna or Jason Blood or anything else. Yep. So, you know, yeah, let's just do weird-ass sigil magic and everything because we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one's pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the one thing as well that's, like, kind of a running thing through the issue is uh, Manchester Black is he's trying to get himself intoxicated with, like, yes. cigarettes and, like, booze, but he can't because of what Superman has done to him, like, when fixing him. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. And he's like, he Actually, can't do ch- it, and he's, like, sobering the guy up, basically. <laughs> Yeah, he's making him go through detox and 12 steps. Uh, Kali brings up an interesting point, and uh, he's not the first person to bring this up either. You think the baby that she had was her and Crocs, because apparently in the Suicide Squad we didn't read Enchantress and Killer Croc were a couple. Oh, wow. Maybe. Maybe. Depends if Morrison paid attention. That that can be your headcanon. No one's going to tell you that can't be headcanon. (laughs) I have a feeling Morrison would have paid attention to something like that, because that's really fucking weird very 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 it's not like you got a whole lot of enchantress stuff to catch up on mm. you had one book mm. i guess uh from one dc book this week to the other i had nightwing 83 yes i've, I've got to catch up on this i'm two issues behind but i did see everything that happened in this book though yes it's uh dick finally deciding what he wants to do with uh alfred's money and everything and the thing he wants to do is give it all away yep as i thought he was gonna he's gonna give it all away and it's a whole story about him going around to you know all of his nearest and dearest friends the titans leslie Tompkins, lucius fox and eventually superman yeah because superman is who he's named from the night bring that up yes (laughs) They bring that up here, and it's really wonderful, and Superman's like, shouldn't you be talking to Batman about this? And Dick says, well, you know, he has an amazing habit of getting people to change their minds and also (laughs) making them think stuff was their idea, and Superman's like, oh, yeah, that's Batman all around. (laughs) And he might want to take my money because he doesn't have money anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's he's one of them poor right now. He'll want a loan for a new (laughs) Batmobile or something. batman's just got like a bunch of blueprints okay so i call it the batmobile 5.0 it's got cup holders and a stereo it's gonna cost five billion dollars yeah look i'll also be living in it because they burnt my house down in detective comics (laughs) i just i just need a car i can live in dick (laughs) i'll pay you back do do, do you have a job do you have stocks nope (laughs) so that's fun uh it's great too because uh Taylor goes out of his way to actually kind of name drop the Superman book he's writing by saying, hey, Dick, I watched you grow up. You're the best of us. You're at the forefront of a whole new generation of heroes. And, you know, if for any reason I'm not here, I would hope that uh, John could look to you and look up to you and everything to be a hero. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. That that That's like a, t- I, uh, like a crossover I'm really looking forward to. Uh, just, oh, you know. Just because... Like the the name Super Sons would have a double meaning there because technically Nightwing is mm-hmm. a son of Superman, the original like with the name is. with the name Nightwing and everything, and like I think Absolutely. that'd be really cool. It is cool, and again, this is basically freaking what is it? Taylor pointing up to the stands and going like, "Don't worry, we'll tell that story." <laughs> That's coming, I promise. He did say he had plans for the Super Sons in his book. He didn't say which incarnation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say which one, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. You know, he talks about saying that, you know, his first step is he wants to end homelessness in Bloodhaven because he met all those wonderful uh, homeless kids in the first yep. couple issues. Yep. 
And uh, it's great, too, because he gets text messages in his group chat from all the other Bat family members congratulating him. <laughs> Except for Jason, who says, you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> of course, that's, of course. Yeah, that's Jason. Callie, again, Nightwing 83 has uh, got to be an issue of the year for me. It's up there, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a hard one to beat. Captain Kunigan, Batman is broke-ass Buster <laughs> Nightwing. Yes, he is. He's a broke-ass Buster. <laughs> always asking for money <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's real solid you know we uh find out that uh nightwing's sister actually is trying to undermine the mob from the inside and also that that heartless serial killer guy might also be an affluent member of the bloodhaven elite adding a whole other thing to this whole haves have not you know money thing yeah of course there's a, a rich elite who's like stealing the hearts of like homeless people literally <laughs> You see, I was doing it figuratively, but I mean it literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like a fucking banker or something giving shitty loans. <laughs> That's why, see, I steal hearts by day and by night as well. <laughs> but yeah, so it's solid. Also, thank you, uh, Poppy Somdi. Appreciated. But yeah, so that was a really good one. Awesome. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, I had Kang the Conqueror issue one. I also had this. I almost didn't read it, but I wanted to give it a chance anyway because obviously they're putting a lot of eggs in the Kang basket now for him to be the next big thing. Yeah, and um, here they 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 kind of setting up a different story for Kang. Well, it's different, but I can kind of see exactly where the story's heading. It's the same and it's different. Yeah, uh, and that is we, we, we find Nathaniel Richards, who will become Kang, um decide he wants to leave his future because he finds it boring and it's sterile nice. and it's a cage for him and he's, he's all pissy about how nice things are yeah 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 he hates nice things um and he wants to uh explore the past and and go go to a different time where things weren't as boring and uh he eventually runs into kang uh well, Kang actually runs into him because it's all preordained sort of stuff. Um, and Kang's like, I'll teach you everything I know because you're me and I'm you and I've got to teach you to not do the mistakes I made. So they end up yeah. going to like the, the Cretaceous period, like a year before the, the, the meteor hits the earth and mm -hmm. causes the mass extinction. And they've got a year to like train and, and sort of it's learn take a montage. Yeah. Big, big multi-page montage. <laughs> I, I love young Nathaniel Richards is like, Hey, should I be crossing my own timeline? Won't this create a paradox? And older Kang is like, shut the fuck up. I love paradox. Yeah. They're my greatest weapon in my arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I am literally, this is literally my bag. Stop asking questions. <laughs> yeah. And we learn that Kang isn't exactly like the, the, this perfect person that Nathaniel thought. Cause we find out that he's no. kind of a bit of an alcoholic. <laughs> Yeah, he drinks and he cries about the love that he lost. Yeah, he, he he drinks, he then disappears into timelines to like go and like cry in corners while Ravona Renslayer dies and all that sort of stuff. Um and that he imparts that lesson to Nathaniel and that don't love Lo love will only slow you down and, and yeah, make it, you it be is defeated. What conquers the conquerors. Yeah, yeah. Uh so of course Nathaniel falls in love um yeah it's the next thing he does i'm like oh, literally the next that. thing <laughs> he finds a sexy cave woman he's like i'm into this yeah and kang's like no you're not and just destroys their entire village and i like i like that that's how he gets the marks on his face yeah 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 which i don't think they ever gave a proper origin to before no no 
which is funny too because it's like wait you hate that i got the marks but you have the marks on your face in the future <laughs> yeah but shut up about paradoxes <laughs> again this is how like like kang knew this was going to happen and everything and knew all this was was it's all preordained so like the story has already got an ending and that ending is kang <laughs> Yeah, and so he gets his older self drunk and steals his time suit so he can go back to the time of Ramatut. Yeah, and, and I guess he's just going to be fighting, like, his other selves or something. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything for them to zero in on in the whole life of Kang, which eh, I could take or leave most of the time, is that Kang's greatest enemy is not the Fantastic Four or the Avengers. Kang is Kang's worst enemy. Yeah, Kang is... <laughs> Yeah, and that he will continually fight himself forever. It's it's fine, but I don't think this is a book that's going to change a lot of people's minds if they don't already like Kang. Well, I, th I don't think... Maybe that's not, like, what the book was meant to do. I think the book was just meant to, like, sort of refresh people on who Kang is and, like, new readers, right. like, oh, I just watched that Loki show and there's Kang and everything. Uh, oh, there's a new number one. Well, I'll pick that up and learn more about him. They do change some stuff there where normally the story went is that, you know, young Nathaniel Richards found one of Dr. Doom's old time machines. Here he goes to Dr. Doom's like library, but that's where he meets Kang who takes him in time. Again, I think that was like, like if, if Kang hadn't appeared, he would have found that time machine. Um, uh, whereas I, like Kang appearing is like him trying to like get a drop on this and like try and sort, make a better version of himself or something. Right, 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 right. Could be. Who knows? Yeah. I guess we'll find out in the future, won't we? Huh? Ah, see what I did there? Oh, the future. <laughs> is Kang Rick Sanchez? Yeah, kind of. And Nathaniel is his Morty, and they yeah. run around getting into adventures. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're just not as funny. <laughs> uh, what else did I have this week? Uh, ooh, uh, on the other side of the Marvel front, I had Sinister Six, Sinister War of the Sinisters. Yes, parentheses issue two <laughs> no it's issue three actually. oh is it yeah i'm like behind on the on the it, issues <laughs> it's already the penultimate issue but don't worry because they also didn't answer anything in this issue either <laughs> god damn it nick spencer <laughs> in fact they introduce a whole new sinister six faction so it is finally six groups of six okay <laughs> And that is because for for reasons yet to be explained, Kindred's like, no, it's not tough enough yet. I need to bring back a zombie version of Sin Eater, even though Sin Eater hated me when he died again and would probably want revenge on me as much as he does Spider-Man. <laughs> and I also brought back all the people whose sins he stole. So Whirlwind is there. Living Laser is there fucking juggernaut is there but in like okay. his new costume from his miniseries okay which a lot of people were mad at they're like but he was a good guy in his miniseries yeah but his sins got taken back to him so he's bad again yes, now he's like a, an alt-right live streamer yeah, he's just, the worst now. <laughs> just the worst and then also for some reason Morlin is there too now oh really Morlin? god damn it <laughs> but just in the background i love he's there but he's the smallest one in frame <laughs> There's, there's also some minor stuff going on there, like maybe not all the villains want to do Kindred's bidding, because, you know, Spider-Man kind of gets in Doc Ock's ear, and it's like, you know, it's kind of bullshit how after all your growth and change and everything, you're just doing this guy's bidding, and Ock's like, fuck off, don't <laughs> remind me. <laughs> and Boomerang actually has the opportunity to kill him, but doesn't, and he's like, nah, you should run, and it's like, oh, does he still feel bad about screwing him over the way he did? <laughs> So, like, not all the villains are actually on Kindred's side. Okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. 
is basically all we get from this. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the longer I read this, the more I'm like, God damn, you're really going to push all the explanation into the final issue, aren't you? The, well, no, that, that's what you think, but that's going to even have even more questions, and you're going to have to pick up giant-sized Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the amazing yeah. Spider-Man Sinister War issue one, one-shot, whatever Look, the fuck real. it's called. <laughs> No, look, if you really want to know what's happening, you got to buy my Substack book. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the answers are going to be. The final page is like, want answers? Go to Substack, fuckos. <laughs> See you later. Bye. <laughs> and again, this is the penultimate issue of this. So there's one more issue of Sinister War, and I think like two or three more issues of the main Spider-Man book. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, like... In a normal event, you'd have, like, the main books, which would be, like, your core storyline, and then, like, your tie-in books, which would be the Amazing Spider-Man issues, where all, like, the, the side plots are sort of fleshed out and everything. So, like, what what the hell is he doing? Rejects in the chat saying there, I have a conspiracy theory that Nick Spencer is so afraid of internet backlash, he's just second-guessing himself and making odd yeah. choices. I mean... I could see how you might think that because obviously the reaction to Secret Empire was so bad, he never went back to social media ever again. <laughs> but also, people loved what he was doing originally with bringing the marriage back and everything. I think that's all people want. Maybe in the back of his head, he's like, look, if I just bring the marriage back, if I just do this, it doesn't matter what I do between then and now. Well, I, I, and again, it's like there's that, that whole added thing where it's like Spider Man fans, like, no matter what the fuck you do, they they fucking hate it no matter what you do it just it just feels like they've been jerking off for a long time oh they fucking have oh they absolutely have it's like are you gonna finish or aren't you nick are you just gonna sit there okay you're just gonna keep pumping away for another 22 pages i see shit and get off the pot (laughs) yeah okay you were close there a couple times but oh no now you're back again (laughs) i'll try not to startle you next time i guess (laughs) The only difference is because this is comic books, it's like, yeah, it'll be five ninety nine to pay me jerk off for twenty two pages. <laughs> oh, you got me last time, but no, oh, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, no, we didn't really talk about the uh Spidey trailer leak, but only because Matt saw it, I didn't. Yeah. And it's like you have to like Kind of like squint, squint, squint to see what's happening. I imagine we're going to get it within the next day or so, so now. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, hell, if anything, Marvel will probably put it up quicker because that's the thing. Yeah. Usually when something gets leaked, they're like, hey, here's a better version. Yeah. Because, you know, because we know bad versions, you know, lead to bad press and we don't want that. Yeah. And people making assumptions. <laughs> people make lots of assumptions. Yeah. Now, what else did you have, Matt? I had three more books. Uh, I had Trial of Magneto, issue one. Ah, this was one of them, yes. It's the brand new big-timey event for the X-Men set that is not Inferno, but it is also a direct continuation of X-Factor. Yeah, 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 I was just about to say, it's just an X-Factor issue. I I literally had to go back and uh, read the final issue of X-Factor because I did not even know that that was the story where they found Wanda's body. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't, like, uh, telegraph it or anything. Again, nope. uh, it's like the the whole uh, Hell- Hellfire Gala was technically an event, but it wasn't, like, there was no, like, like, you have to go and dig for, like, a reading order yes. on that book. Because there really wasn't one. It's just no. read what you like, put it together. Yeah, and then, yeah, they're like, ah, eh, x-factor that's uh, that's where wanda's body's going to be found 
Because it's true, like, depending on the books you read, you might not even have known that Wanda no. was on the island because she was only walking around in reference to him in a couple. Yeah, she was like, like, the big issue was, like, Sword was where she appeared at the end of that issue with Magneto. And then that leads into X-Factor issue 10, where she's found dead. She's found dead by her own son, Speed, no less. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I must say uh, that this book, you know, reminded me why I liked X Factor, but also why X Factor probably didn't make it because it's like, hey, do you love ultra dry crime procedurals a la Law and Order? I sure do, but not everyone wants that in their comic. Yeah, it probably will not something that could translate well into comics as TV series. Yeah, it makes sense because because it keeps moving and everything. But like comics, you got to wait week like monthly like for stories to build up and everything kind of kind of defeats the purpose of it they they also spend like whole page spreads talking about ligature marks and you know mm-hmm. footprints and everything else which i love because mm-hmm. i love true crime and murder yeah. mysteries and everything yeah leah leah williams did a did her research sure did it's good ass shit i'm all about it. i'm like oh yeah this reminds me why i love and miss x factor you know, it's my beloved crime genre, my crimes that, you know, no one else loves as much as me. But I'm glad that this series looks to be going out on a high note for what is like basically its final arc. Now, it's the biggest murder, mm-hmm. the biggest murder in uh, X-Men history. And, you know, we see how everyone kind of reacts to the murder of Wanda. And many of them wonder, hey, should we even be doing this? Because she's technically not a mutant, but she did die under our care. So we're, you know within our right to try and solve this yeah and again that that that's what i i quite liked about the issue how it like kept it up with that whole like sort of like uh, sort of morally gray sort of stuff the x-men are now where it's like oh well she's not a mutant so like why the fuck should we care and like and there's that like the whole thing where it's like uh they find out that like she was uh maybe possibly killed by someone who has control over like magnetism so they immediately yes. think it's magneto uh, like Metal e- residue even though there's probably like at least a dozen mutants who can do that and people who can mimic those powers they immediately think it's him which they're quick to bring up in this comic in the big fight when they're trying to bring Magneto and it's like, ah, Sink, you're copying my powers, but yeah. you're not as good as it. Ah, Polaris, you're attacking me with Magneto powers. I'm like, why Why did no one think that they're... It, oh, because cause they're on the X-Men and former members of X-Factor themselves. Yep, and and uh, Magneto wants her brought back to life and, ha- and that was something he was getting ready to champion was her being uh, brought back in as a mutant, basically. Which, which I love that scene, and I love their reasoning, where Xavier's like, well, actually, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, despite not being mutants, tricked Cerebro for years into us thinking they were, so we do actually have backups of their minds, so potentially we could do it, but, oh, it would be playing God if we did, so we shouldn't, and Magneto freaks the fuck out, being like, we play God all the time! Yeah, yeah goddammit, yeah, when it's something that you don't want, you know, uh, something that's probably going to be... Uh a detriment to like your your grand experiment like someone with reality warping powers on the island uh they don't want to do it and i also like throughout the issue there's the whole thing where it's like the mutants are talking about oh yeah we're, we're, we have a, a duty to do this and mm. we're because we're better than humans we're past like bullying and all that and i love that they're like all the mutants are like throwing parties about this woman like throwing huge parties because this woman died a woman that 
most of them don't even know and the ones that do know have been fed like very biased stories about her from exodus absolutely which i love that's not a thing too where it's like well you trained the whole island to hate her how do you know one of these young mutants didn't kill her because exactly. of the propaganda you've been feeding them also too when they take the vote on the quiet council of who's going to bring her back only nightcrawler and kitty pride agree with magneto because well they fought alongside wanton mm -hmm. they saw the good in her and everything even fucking storm one of the like you know best most moral upstanding mutants doesn't vote to bring her back yeah again like a lot of these mutants know what wonder is like and uh, you know she's an avenger she was an x-men she was all this sort of stuff but not nah, she's pretender yeah uh kali there helping us out again i'm all but certain wanda quicksilver's old origins will be restored now yeah me too yeah well they said they mentioned that they have a very very old version of her so yeah she'll probably uh be yeah. a mutant again yeah couple of retcons back you think billy will have a magic freak out the moment he finds out his mom is dead that would be interesting yeah he still hasn't learned because he's off fighting uh in the last annihilation they've like cut yes cut the magic has been like cut so he can't like censor yeah and they mentioned why he can't come back this is great too because you know after so many stories in a row of magnino you know, being like oh i'm i'm the champion of krakoa i'm you know uh what is it conflicted anti-hero i believe in you know bleeding for one's nation and one's cause and da, 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 da. what do you mean i'm not getting my way fuck all of you i'm gonna be a villain again and you like see the super villain start coming out again when he doesn't it, get his way is it really though like a super villain it's more so that like he's his uh sometimes daughter was killed and it's like a grief sort of thing but yeah i, I know like it, i i imagine like a lot of people a lot of the mutants are going to like frame him as a villain for this of course like because well, it is he'll, the be trial of Magneto. he'll become like the next uh the next pretender that exodus makes stories up about you know yeah really well that's what makes it so interesting too it's like oh you're mad now magneto but you were totally fine when exodus was you know spreading endless propaganda about your daughter while also propping you up as mm -hmm. the defender mm -hmm. of mutant kind and a hero despite the fact that you were a fucking terrorist for decades yeah <laughs> it's funny he didn't have a problem with it then he has a problem now and that scene i love the quiet council scene because you can read it in so many ways either he's guilty and he's trying to cover up the fact that he killed her or he's innocent and that's real parental rage that no one believes in because of his dark past as a villain exactly exactly it's so wonderful and then you got mystique there too with her shit-eating grin who's loving it who's loving <laughs> just every poking second the bear it. just poking the bear <laughs> she's like oh what is it eric someone you love can't be brought back to life you don't say oh it has that's nothing like what's going on with me and destiny right now oops you also have uh polaris this issue she's talking about like how magneto always like break down his daughters and like build them back up to what he want you you could you could also uh look at that as like maybe she might have been jealous mm, very like, that she was still the favorite all yeah, this time like later maybe she saw them saw them hugging and having that dance and got like yeah, really yeah. jealous or something that would be a hell of a thing too because she just became an x-man she's a former x-factor person so she would be perfect to cover her tracks if she wanted exactly to. yeah no one would suspect her <laughs> And then we have Quicksilver returning too, and probably the biggest bit that Quicksilver has ever returned in. Yeah. <laughs> to which he's all pissed off, and then be like, "Okay, are you mad because you're actually mad, or did you maybe do it and you're covering your tracks?" Yeah. Because <laughs> again, he could easily, you know, tie her up with metal just with super speed if he wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. 
that's certainly there's a lot of very interesting suspects going on. Uh, my favorite bit is actually Quicksilver going to Blob's bar later, and it's Blob, Toad, Mastermind, and him all sharing a drink. And I'm like, oh, it's the original Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And I like that they all go through the the, the stages of grief through that. You got sure your do. anger, your bargaining, your acceptance, all those sorts of things. I, I liked yeah. that. I thought that was good. And then there's the whole thing with Wanda and like the the flower motif. Yes, and everything. Very. I was like, what the hell is going on there? Is she, is this, is this like Krakoa, like accepting her Absorbing. or something? Or that was something? my thought. Yeah. yeah. She's been brought into the island. Uh, Kali Frederick, again, with an interesting take there. Uh, Charles' actions here and in Way of X are very telling. They are. He's had a bad week, Chuck, where he's basically like, well, I can't fucking save them all. Yeah, I, 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 I've been telling you ever since the start, there's something fucking up with him. There's something sure fucking is. up with him. He's, he's, he's a bit evil. I, I love to, you know, where Magneto crushes the helmet around yeah. his head and he's like, I could have I could have fucking killed you if I wanted. <laughs> I know death doesn't really matter on the island, but I could have. <laughs> well, apparently death does matter on the island, but it depends on who you are. <laughs> depends on who you are. Yeah, it's very fucking uneven in its uh, application. <laughs> But yeah, I like this one. I think it's easy enough to pick up if you're not, if you didn't read X Factor, just maybe read 10 before you hop into this one. Yeah, or just know the fact that Scarlet Witch died on the island. Yeah, well, okay, she died on the island, but also as a bunch of people were quick to point out to me, that wasn't Krakoa that the party, the Hellfire Gala no. was on. That was on Emma Frost's like little side island that she got in a giant-sized X-Men. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, implied in the the trial issue that she like escaped her captor and like ran and right. ended up on the island or something. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing there. But some people were very you know sure to remind me of that. That's why I'm reminding everyone about it now too. <laughs> uh, all right then. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? uh what did i have what did i have oh i had uh a bunch of star wars books i had like some war of the bounty hunters stuff yes which is getting bigger because they announced a whole new book that's spinning out of this now yes, and ongoing kira and the original kylo ren and death stick and all Very these awesome characters um yeah well the first one i read was the fallen zuckus one shot which is pretty fantastic it's just like both of them actually fighting one another because mm -hmm. uh of uh, a target that they thought they killed ends up coming back after Forloom got destroyed by uh, uh boba fett and like reprograms him um but it's funny because like uh zuckus thinks like uh for lom is dead so he's like full-on depressed and he's like, why do I even bother living anymore? My friend is dead. And it's great because he was in the Bounty Hunters issue where he's like in his house and he's like shirtless. And it's just like, uh, like no one will feel like no one will feel the pain of losing a friend like I lost. And I'm a fine, I'm a Gan Feinsman, but I can't find a new friend and all that sort of stuff. It's Aww. just, it's just great. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's a little sad. And uh, yeah, it was just like a fun little one shot i like it sounds good yeah in the uh war of the bounty hunters actual book uh right uh that that's still the continuation of like that whole auction with han solo being sold off right right uh darth vader comes in is like no i'm taking him because i'm darth vader fuck you all you <laughs> i know. do what i want yeah i do what i want um kira's like okay you can take him but you still have to pay us the one million dollars that he sold for that jabba bought oh. him for uh, but he's like the empire won't do that because we're the fucking empire and <laughs> uh, kira, kira is like oh well the empire is either uh 
they don't re they don't feel uh pay their debts or they're just cheap and that just <laughs> for some reason sets darth vader off and he tries to kill her but because and it's here we learn that kira was actually apprenticed by darth maul so she she knows all his moves and everything and is able to fight darth vader and like almost get the drop on him until he uses the force Hmm. Uh, while that's happening we also have chewbacca and boba fett fighting and their fight has to be they have to do it really quietly because if people find out that the rebels and boba fett are there they're in deep shit so it reminded have you seen the movie the other guys yes yes i have <laughs> it reminded me of that fight they have at that funeral wake where it's like oh, real, it's like yes. they're all quiet and they're all like upstairs they're all like having like a quiet fight they're all whispering to each other and everything and like uh. like Boba Fett sets Han, uh, sets Chewie on fire with his flamethrower, and Lando has to put him out with his cape and everything. And yeah, yeah he's got lots of uses. And yeah, the the issue ends with Luke turning up after his mission with uh, Starlight Squadron, and uh, Darth Vader contacts him. It's like, hey, you and I, we we've got to fight again. If you don't fight, I'll fucking cut Han Solo in half. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Yeah that's fun sounds like there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in the world of star wars yeah i uh, i had moon knight this week Ooh, i haven't read this one yet uh killer grandparents <laughs> bunch of bunch of old people start committing crimes in a uh, moon knight's neck of the woods and he finds himself in a real awkward position where it's like well i can fight these old people and i'll probably kill them <laughs> and that'll be bad or i can get beaten up by these old people and that'll be bad. Just, just push them over and break their hips. Just break their hips just a little bit. Uh, apparently, uh, what is it? There's like a evil janitor using sweat to control people's minds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he can hack people's brains with it, and he's using it to basically create an army for, uh, what is it, the left hand of Khonshu, who's trying to, like, you know, weaken uh, Moon Knight before he moves on in for the kill. Okay. And Moon Knight challenges this dude, being like, okay, you think you can hack my mind with your sweat? Go for it, bro. And he ends up going into Moon Knight's mind, which is a terrible place to be, because it's a waking nightmare of chaos. I can imagine, yeah. And the guy basically, you know, becomes a gibbering mess for daring to look inside Moon Knight's mind. <laughs> and I thought that was very fun and very interesting. There's also this weird but very enjoyable little side story starting to form between him and his new vampire secretary okay where he's like look i picked you for this job because i know what it's like to be weird and broken and messed up and have your very being manipulated by outside forces okay and i'm like ah yeah. so this is becoming a weird but very you know enjoyable moon knight story about self-acceptance awesome that's cool yeah good stuff would not expect that from moon knight but there it is no yeah no that's great that's again something different very very much so what if what if moon knight was weirdly wholesome <laughs> that's what he would be like if he was weirdly wholesome <laughs> and it kind of works <laughs> it kind of does it kind of does uh i had one last one how about you i did as well I had, and that was uh superman red and blue issue six the final right, issue right right yeah you've been loving this one this has been yeah, one of your favorites this yeah year. The, 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 this issue's uh stories were all just, just all fantastic you got one uh where the streaky the cat gets enraged after being asked to be put into a cage while they move the fortress of solitude to the south pole uh oh. so she goes so the cat like gets in the story's called hissy fit and the cat <laughs> the cat gets into a hissy fit and like 
Superman and, and Supergirl have to go and like chase her and she like almost destroys like a cargo ship because she like smashes right through it and <laughs> and um they, they find out they just, I'll just leave the cat to like calm down and the cat does calm down and eventually comes home. Um Tom King had a fucking amazing story in this issue. Oh yeah. Uh about um it's called The Special and it's about this uh about like Clark learning all he learns in life from like his parents and like all the all the um uh stuff about like accepting people for who they are like god made mm. everyone in his own image but no one's no one's better than the other and all that sort of stuff he learns it all in like this diner and like all these like important uh like life moments happen in this diner like uh mm. this is where like him him and lois uh introduce lois to his family and everything and oh, wow. they bring jonathan for the first time and sort of stuff oh, that's and cool. all while this is happening there's like the same uh waitress who's known clark her entire life and um they have this great moment at the end after like jonathan has died and uh clark is there on his own and everything and uh she talks about how like some people live their life in color or she like lives her life in black and white and she's not like bitter about it or anything but she asks clark because she knows he's been out in the world like what's that like what's the color like and clark just says oh well it's you know i've i've been here and there and everywhere to the end of it all and everything but every, but the the blue in her eyes and the reds on her cheeks are what reminds Aww. him of what's like real and everything and it's, it's a great panel because it's all in black and white and like the blue and red until that of, moment until that moment where it turns to color you know say what you want about tom king and i've said a lot but you know the man actually knows color theory really well the man knows superman really well i don't know why he wasn't on a superman book instead of a batman book when the, I, again, I just don't get it the weirder trippier stuff i would have been more accepting of for superman because superman mm -hmm. can get away with that kind of thing yep uh there's a great story as well by matt wagner who the flasher cartoons he basically yes. fleshes them out nice um, and we got the superman set uh in there where he's like fighting like the giant gorilla and the rocketeers and all that sort of mm. stuff and um we find clark getting a little bit frustrated because uh his role as a uh, as an investigative journalist he's like digging up all the stories behind those sorts of things so like the right, gor right. gorilla went crazy because of like how it was treated in in the uh in the circus and like uh the bulleteers were able to like get their rocket car because they stole the technology and all that but no one cares about those stories they only care about superman and because mm. su superman sells papers um oh that's interesting so he's he's like frustrated and everything that no one's reading these stories and they make like it's kind of like a comment on like um uh i guess like like videos like we do where it's like ah oh, this is too long too long and like too much to yeah. read. you know just give me the give me the lowdown give me yeah, the clickbait yeah exactly give it yeah give um, it to me short sweet and then he realizes that he has access to the biggest story ever and that is superman because mm. he is superman so he ends up writing a story which he knows no one will see but it's something he has to do just for like posterity and it's like his story about how he came he comes from two different worlds one mm. from space and fantasy and the other one which is basically the american dream right oh wow that sounds really good actually yeah uh the final story am i missing a story Oh, there, there, there's one there, which I, I believe was written by a Native American writer. Um, oh, shit. I'm blanking on their name. Let me just see if I can find them. I th I think their name was... Where is, is it? Is it Little Bear? Because I think they're also doing yeah, something. Yeah, uh, Darcy uh, Little Badger. 
Okay, Little Badger. Yes, sorry. Yeah. Little Bear was a Canadian cartoon. See, I knew it was Little Badger because <laughs> uh, she is also going to be doing that United States of Captain America yeah. book that comes out this week. Yeah, um, her story was about how um, Clark, like, literally learning how to, like, plant corn and keep corn maintained on the farm, taught, oh, wow. taught him about how to deal with things in the big city and everything and how um, you need, like uh persistence patience love acceptance all that to sort of that all transitions over from him learning farming to him being superman and it leads to a story where he as clark kent saves a man's life by giving him cpr and everything and yeah it's just a nice little story uh the final one is great great final story to end not just the issue but the series on Mm. and it's about a, a boy that doesn't know how he's going to come out to his parents oh really wow he's he keeps asking the question like what will superman do and it's like well superman Mm. you know maybe he has his own secrets and maybe he does lock them up and like what do superman's friends on the justice league think do they know him like why if superman can do all this why can't i do this one thing and utter these two words and like what would that change in my world would that make it worse would that make it better um, and he doesn't know what to do and he's he kind of thinks that maybe he should just keep it to himself for now but he goes home and his parents all show him uh on the tv is when superman reveals his identity to everyone um mm. that he's clark kent and everything uh and that with that the boy decides he's going to tell his parents that he's gay because superman wanted them to know who the real version of him was the true honest version and he did that and his parents just accepted him Wow, that's a really interesting juxtaposition that I never would have yeah. thought of superheroes yeah. dealing with their secret identities and the secrets they internalize and keep and, you know, the feelings that, you know, regular people deal with. I think, wow, that's a very yeah. high concept uh, idea for a Superman story. Yeah, it was it was fantastic and a great final, like, word in this series. Yeah, but you've sold me on I feel I need to go and actually read this now that it's fully collected because this sounds like best of the year material oh, man. The all way the stories like every week every time this book came out it like the stories were just so good yeah you speak very highly of it and you make me want to check it out yeah and I like that it was like writers that aren't really lesser known like you have your Tom Kings and uh yeah, Robert Vendetti every now and then but like a lot of the book was just like uh like newer writers or writers who haven't written Superman before like. yeah uh man that was such a high note i wish you went last instead of me because i because i gotta talk about way of x number five which is honestly a bit of a sour note downer oh really yeah which is weird because all these other simon spearier stories have been again high concept talking about you know uh, you know really deep philosophical concepts and theology and everything else and it's been a really interesting x-men book unlike any other this one is a continuation of the last story because, you know, all the other ones have kind of been done in ones. Mm-hmm. This is a continuation. Honestly, I think they kind of dropped the ball in a couple places on this one. Really? Yeah. So, again, it's it's continuing Nightcrawler trying to preach, you know, restorative justice in Krakoa, trying to come up with his own religion, basically, mm-hmm. for the mutants to follow. And, like, every issue has been them zeroing in on, like, one of Krakoa's tenants. And this one is, you know, uh, what is it? Protect this sacred land or respect this sacred land. Yep. And Nightcrawler's like, well, this one's bullshit. This one is completely vague, but religion loves vaguity. <laughs> <laughs> So I can work with this. I can, you know, explode this and expound this into what I need for every situation. And he gets 
Lost and Cameron Cortez together, and it's like, okay, you two have to forgive each other now because this only works if you forgive each other. But they don't want to forgive each other. They want to kill each other is what they want to do. <laughs> and uh, Nightcrawler's getting all pissed off, being like, no, you just can't do this. And they're like, yeah, we can. Life is meaningless on Krakoa because we'll just get resurrected whenever we want. And he goes, no, that's so wrong. Life has to have meaning. Death has to have meaning. This is the problem with our society. And then it goes downhill from that because Nightcrawler's idea to finally get these two to see eye to eye is actually fucking insane and kind of cruel yeah so he teleports them all up into the air in uh on mars because they're on planet Arico, and he lets them all start falling to the ground and goes okay you can actually get out of this situation and not splat on the ground cortez you have to be willing to put your shittiness aside and boost lost power so she can manipulate the gravity and help you from falling mm -hmm. but obviously cortez doesn't do it because he's a psychopath. Because he's fucking Cortez, yeah. Because <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Why did Nightcrawler ever think he would do it? And Lost doesn't do it because she's like, no, he murdered my family. And because of that, I ended up getting kidnapped by a group of scientists who experimented on me. <laughs> and again, the comic doesn't think this, but I think this. I'm like, uh, Kurt, you're putting way more pressure on the victim here than you are the victimizer. Lost yeah. did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you're giving her more or less the same punishment as Cortez is kind of stupid and unfair on your part. And I'm like, okay, well, how are they going to save this? Uh, they don't have to because none of this ended up mattering because at that point, a fucking planetoid is going to crash into Mars and kill everybody. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So literally, it's like, oh, so we're done with this, you know, theological moral quandary and we're moving on to something else now. And Nightcrawler's like, oh, no, Mars will be, you know, destroyed and all the mutants will be killed. And, you know, this will look really bad on mutant kind in the cosmic sense. What what am I supposed to do here? Oh, I know. I'll teleport the thing away. But only if Cortez can supercharge my power, which he does, but not out of the goodness of his heart, only because he doesn't want to die. <laughs> he's a coward. Yeah, because <laughs> he's a coward. And because of that, Nightcrawler is able to save the day and save everyone. And before his death, you know, uh, he says, you know, he, he saw the light. He saw the answers to all of his questions. But because Cerebro didn't back him up, he doesn't remember it when he's alive oh, again. No. <laughs> so close, doesn't remember it. And Cortez apparently made himself a vegetable by overexerting himself. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess that's his justice now. And Xavier's like, well, we could probably, you know, heal him because we can heal everything. But that guy was kind of a dick and I don't want to. <laughs> So we're just going to leave him like this. And Nightcrawler's like, that's horrible, Professor X. And Professor X is like, meh, you know, can't save them all. Oh, Jesus Christ. Whatever happened, though, like, like, surely I, I, I think I, I remember reading it where, like, when they come, when they, when they're um, allowed to be re resurrected, um, they can, like, mess with their minds. And, like, they can. Yeah. And, like, so, like, just do something so, he, like, Cortez isn't fucking dick. <laughs> I mean, isn't that equally as horrible? Again, in the Marauders I know, but book, like it would make like it make a bit more like uh, sense in like what we've seen with that actually happening. Well, they're actually trying to tackle that story, that type of story, in the Marauders book because the Stepford Cuckoos messed around in the minds of one of those uh, Hellfire Junior kids to try and you know make her not evil and they ended up actually only making things much worse by being like oh we'll fix your trauma oh that's not just a thing we can turn on and off oh no we just can't <laughs> make someone not a psychopath uh-oh uh -oh. <laughs> 
uh-oh, we made things worse. It's just it's just this one kind of felt like such a sour kick in the balls because every issue before this ended on such like a positive pro-humanity, pro-like, you know, uh, utopia type of message. Yeah. Where it's like, look, you know, we, we can figure it out. We can all work together. You know, there are some things that are bigger than, you know, religion and nationalism and everything. You know, we need to be part of the race human and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. This one's like, actually, there's injustice everywhere. And Krakoa is just entirely unfair from top to bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as, like, human, uh, like, humankind. Society, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, ow, that's depressing. <laughs> and then, you know, there's a whole story of Legion 2 trying to figure out what's going on about Onslaught, but he can't tell anyone about Onslaught because if he does, then Onslaught might be able to take control of everyone. And they might be a little too late because Onslaught literally incepts into people at the time of their resurrection because basically everyone on the island's been resurrected one time or another onslaughts literally in everybody <laughs> which actually makes me think again if they're doing like a religion and faith thing it's like oh so onslaught is like original sin in the catholic sense like he lives in you and he gets stronger when you give in to negative emotions and shit yeah yeah so, like, is that what they're trying to do, where it's like Nightcrawler's trying to make a religion, and, you know, every religion usually needs, like, an adversary or antagonist, mm -hmm. so is, you know, Onslaught going to be the devil? Makes sense as well. It's, uh, like, a, like, a combination of certain things from, like, the leaders of, of, um, of the mutant kinds, so like Xavier and Charles and all that, and, yeah. uh, Magneto and all that sort of stuff. Makes sense. Uh... It makes sense. Holly again, Way of X has been a good Legion book. It has been. Apparently, this mm -hmm. is how you make a Legion book work. You make it about <laughs> Nightcrawler and just have him as a fun side character. <laughs> and Legion does some growing here. It's like, oh, it was probably pretty lame how I tried to fix those, you know, two teen mutant lovers by using my power so they could fuck each other only for them to actually end up hating each other at the end. That was wrong of me. <laughs> again, tying into this whole playing God thing and when playing God goes wrong. Yeah. But again, I just just very uncharacteristic like i went into this being like oh this will be another like really positive uplifting story and it wasn't it was just it, it was a very well jake it's chinatown sort of thing <laughs> which is, which is like what, what all these mutant stories sort of devolve into like where it was like yeah they're not as good as like they say they are <laughs> You know, it's that, but I think it's also on a certain level, Simon Spears, like, yeah, I'm asking a lot of, like, really big, really important questions. And then here in this book, he's like, uh, I do not have an answer for any of these. <laughs> it's like he came in here being like, yeah, restorative justice, that's the way to go. Oh, no, restorative justice in action is really hard. <laughs> I'll just leave this for the next writer to deal with. I'll leave this for someone else. And I guess it is true where it's like, yeah, restorative justice makes a lot of sense in theory, but it's like, have you actually tried to practice it? Have you actually tried to go <laughs> out and get a wronged party and a not wrong party to sit down and, you know, make each other whole again? It's damn near impossible. It's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is why we do the eye for the eye retributive justice, huh? Because it's a little easier. <laughs> You know, I can go through three or four retributive justices in a day. You know, a restorative justice, pff, I'll be here all day. <laughs> be here forever, man. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that one. It's a, it's a shame that that one didn't have such a positive life-affirming message as the Superman stories you yeah. talked about. Oh, that's oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's still interesting. I mean, the fact that the comic could make me feel as bad as I did, I guess, you know, is proof positive that it can yeah. still take on an emotional ride. Exactly, yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is walk away from a comic feeling nothing. Mm -hmm. 
So there you go, everyone. That was the show. That was the books for this week. That was everything. Uh, anything uh, coming up, Matt? Anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to push? Um, I well, I've I've got. Uh, I'm going to be doing more streaming soon, uh, oh, and yeah. in I think the first week of September, second week of September, I've got a stream planned. It's not a gaming stream or anything. It's uh, you'll learn more about it a little bit uh, closer to it. But I've got a really cool idea that I'm going to try and sort of set up. Uh, and see if i can actually do because if i can do then this just opens a, a whole a whole world for me to be able to do this and uh people are gonna like it and uh it's it's in uh on one of my interests at the moment which people if people follow me on twitter they'll know what i'm talking about um but um yeah it's it's very exciting i'm, I'm i've been meaning to do this type of stream for a long time but just trying to get it to like the, the logistics of it to, to work um but i think i might have sorted that all out now so keep an eye out for that that'll come up in i want to say the second week of september maybe the second nice. or third week of september but before that That's i'll be good. doing more stream more gaming streaming and stuff like that wicked wicked more power to you uh lich lord chris longtime fan and follower in the chat actually asked a good question any big plans for episode 250 uh, not yet, but maybe we should do something. We did, yeah. Well, before the show, we actually worked out that that'll be around the time Shang Chi comes out, and it could be right. the spoiler cast. But maybe we'll do something else. I'm not too sure. Yeah, maybe do something extra on top of that. Uh, also, uh, I'm not sure yet, everyone, but I there might not be a show next week because I have to actually go away and go to the city, and I'm going to be gone for the weekend. I don't know when I'm coming back. Maybe we'll do a show Monday. Maybe we'll just wait a bit. So we'll see about that. And if we do end up missing a week, maybe that means we can have the Shang-Chi show and a special 250 show as well. Yeah. Work that. And maybe we'll do a live commentary. Maybe we'll do something. Do something we haven't done before. Yeah. I know there is a way, like, I I'm not sure how it works, but, like, through, like, Amazon Prime, you can, like, watch yes. stuff on I've stream with people. How the fuck does yeah, that watch work? watch parties. Yeah, watch parties. Yeah, I've seen that, too. Maybe we could do something like that. Yeah, we should. Uh, I know they've got some really good trash TV on Amazon, yeah, like crazy oh, fucking shitloads of trash TV. Yeah, crazy police chases, caught on camera, worst chefs in America. We should watch something like that. Yeah, well, we got to find something that we both have on Amazon Prime because I know mine's True, different to yeah. yours. Yeah, it is going to be different. Maybe, uh, what is it? We should watch Street Beefs. I've been watching a lot of Street <laughs> Beefs recently. If you haven't checked that out, it's basically the next evolution of felony fights. Only people actively go in to fight each other. There you go. There you go. Will we get in trouble for streaming that? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, holy shit. Booyaka 16 there. Uh, when are you going to cover Iron Man issue number 11 by Christopher Campbell? Uh, that's a Matt question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is actually coming up uh, either to... what. Well, well, if you're watching the live stream, it, it will uh, be coming out probably today or tomorrow. I've actually done the video. I just got to schedule it. Um, right. And yeah, if you're watching it on video, it's already out. <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> there you go. We'll do something fun for 250. We'll try and uh, figure it out. Oh, apparently Sea Monster uh, does watch parties. Okay, cool. Well, if other comic book YouTubers can do it, then we can figure it <laughs> we out. We can. We can do. It. Well, we should maybe maybe even watch like uh, cartoons or something that are in like the public yeah. domain. All the Flash of Superman cartoons are public domain, that and they're all fun. on YouTube in like 4K. That's pretty good. I'm sure people would really like that. I know I've seen a lot of them, but not all of them. Yeah. 
I'm sure people would really dig that. So there you go, everyone. Lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline for the comic multiverse in the future. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Thank you all for the donations and everything. That really helps us out, especially in these trying times and everything when YouTube uh, is fucking with our content again, as they like to do. Yep. So, you know, that definitely helps us out. And we'll uh, be back again next week with more stuff. Yeah, catch you later, everyone. All right, everyone. Bye-bye.